June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. She's surrounded. They were screaming in her face as she tried to eat dinner. All because she wouldn't raise her fist. Then, pleading for forgiveness, the Falwells break their silence. And what happened after Melania's big night? The Rose Garden Party. Was anyone tested for COVID-19? Plus, the cop's wife. Trapped in the back of a sweltering police cruiser with no way out. Then, the mom who disappeared on a Mother's Day bike ride. I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. Now, the husband says police are trying to blame it on him. I don't feel like he's fully cooperating. And people leaving cities like never before. We're averaging somewhere around 100 moves a day. Moving men, busier than ever during the pandemic. 24 7 seven days a week. And what happened after this comic called Heidi Klum a tramp? Tramp, tramp, tramp. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A disturbing moment at a Washington, D.C. restaurant. A woman was enjoying her dinner as protesters passed by. They demanded she gesture in solidarity. And though she's sympathetic to the cause, she chose not to. Stephen Fabian tells you what happened next. It's video that's causing an uproar today as protesters surround a woman who just wanted to have a nice, quiet dinner. Look, they're right in her face. It happened at a restaurant in Washington, D.C. Due to the pandemic, many patrons are finding themselves enjoying their meals outdoors in the lovely summer weather. But what happened in D.C. was anything but a pleasant dining experience. It was a mob scene. Lauren Victor is the woman who was confronted by the angry and mostly white Black Lives Matter protesters. They demanded that she raise her fist in solidarity, just like the other patrons were doing. I felt I was under attack, she was quoted as saying, even though she says she actually supports the Black Lives Matter movement. The video was shot by Washington Post reporter Frederick Kunkel, who happened to be eating at the same restaurant. She basically had had said that she first of all, she could understand some of the anger that's in the streets, but she just felt that something was wrong about hundreds of people confronting two diners on a street and demanding a show of allegiance. The same night, the same kind of in-your-face confrontation took place at another D.C. restaurant. This video shows a little boy with his fist raised. Meanwhile, on the troubled streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, a photographer captured this disturbing scene as an armed man is chased down the street by protesters. He falls, then... people coming in from all directions, 
many people are armed at this point. The video was taken by photographer Brendan Gutenschwager, who covers protests across the USA and says he's never been more scared in his life. I really was like, yeah, this, this is beyond intense. The man being chased is believed to be one of the armed citizens protecting businesses. The protests follow fury over the police shooting of father of three, Jacob Blake, who remains paralyzed from the waist down. Blake's mother, Julia Jackson, told CNN she missed a sympathy call from President Trump. President Trump, um, I'm sorry I missed your call. Two people were killed, one injured in Kenosha during the unrest there on Tuesday night. That former pool attendant at the center of the sex scandal swirling around Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife is speaking out. He says the couple pursued him. And he calls Falwell, who stepped down from his role as president of the conservative Christian Liberty University, a predator. The former pool boy who had an affair with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife is calling the evangelical leader a predator. Giancarlo Granda claims Falwell liked to watch his intimate moments with Becky Falwell. In a statement to Inside Edition, he says, The Falwells would have you believe that I seduced Becky into an affair without Jerry's knowledge. The truth is, she invited me to their hotel room. As recently as last year, they participated in video calls where Mrs. Falwell was naked and Jerry was watching. The reality is, Jerry Falwell is a predator. But Falwell tells CBS News, I didn't sit and watch anything. That's stupid. His wife Becky is asking for forgiveness today and says she and Falwell are more in love than ever. I wish Christians and people would be as forgiving as Christ was. In a phone call secretly recorded by Granda, Becky talks about how hard it was to get over their breakup. I've changed a lot. I've moved on. I've matured. Yep. Matured. You're perfect. You've... Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. That Granda says he took many trips with the Falwells. In 2012, he was introduced to Donald Trump, then a private citizen at Liberty University. We must unite behind Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Becky and First Lady Melania are friends. In 2018, Melania made this rare public appearance at Liberty University as a personal favor. She texted her, and sure enough, the First Lady said, um, I'll do it, I'll do it, I want to be there. So. Falwell resigned as president of Liberty University. Until the scandal broke, he and Becky were popular figures on campus. In this video, students chant their names as they take the ice bucket challenge. Even though he left amid scandal, Jerry Falwell Jr. reportedly will receive a $10.5 million compensation package from Liberty University. Other news, it's being called Melania Trump's big night, delivering her longest speech as first lady at the Republican National Convention. But it's what happened in the Rose Garden after her speech during this age of COVID-19 that is raising eyebrows. Talk about a grand entrance. The First Lady of the United States. She strode out to the Rose Garden in a tailored military jacket from designer Alexander McQueen. Melania recognized the seriousness of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know many people are anxious and some feel helpless. I want you to know you're not alone. But check out the 70 VIP guests spaced apart, but not by much. And do you see any masks out there? We're also learning that not all of them were tested for the virus, just those in the front rows near the president. 
And you didn't see this on TV. After the speech, they stuck around, mingling and hugging. That's Kellyanne Conway posing for pictures. The First Lady's 26-minute speech is being praised today, but she faces a looming crisis. The publication of a new book written by a once-trusted confidant. Melania and Me, The Rise and Fall of My Friendship with the First Lady, is due out next week. According to one report, the author, Stephanie Winston Wilkoff, secretly recorded Melania making disparaging remarks about the president and his daughter Ivanka, who she supposedly calls a snake. Have you heard the First Lady say such things? Her spokesperson, Stephanie Grisham, was asked about the book on MSNBC. No, I've never heard Mrs. Trump say anything disparaging about the family. You know, if there were any recordings taken, it's really unfortunate to take advantage of somebody's trust like that while being a friend. I'm Tiffany Trump. Night two of the convention was a Trump family affair with a rare appearance from Tiffany. Eric Trump also took the stage. I'd like to speak directly to my father. I'm proud to watch you give them hell. Don Jr. is addressing those rumors on social media about his watery and bloodshot eyes during his speech Monday night. I guess there must have been something with the lighting, but they started doing this trending thing. Uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s own cocaine and all that. I said, no, no, no. You have me confused with Hunter Biden. And his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle's spirited delivery is spawning a social media craze. The best is yet to come. The Guilfoyle Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Thursday night is the final night of the RNC, and speaking from the White House, President Trump will officially accept the Republican presidential nomination. A freak accident involving the wife of a police officer. It happened when she went to retrieve something left in the back of the patrol car that was parked in the family's driveway. Well, the door accidentally shut and the woman found herself trapped inside. She later died from intense heat. Jim Murray explains how this could have happened. Imagine being locked inside a sweltering police car and you can't get out. That's what happened to the wife of a Miami cop who found herself in the back seat, known as the cage. When they say you're in a cage, that's exactly what you're in, because not only is there a cage separating me from the front seat, there's also one back here. So I can't climb out the back to escape from the back, and I can't climb over the seat and honk on the horn for help. 56-year-old Clara Paulino lost her life from the heat after trying to retrieve something in the back seat of her husband's police car, which was parked in the family driveway. The cage is designed to detain suspects. Look, it would have been impossible for her to open the self-locking car doors while trapped inside. Authorities say she was locked in the back seat for four hours while her husband, Officer Aristide Paulino, slept following his shift. I've only been in this car for 15 minutes and I'm already overheated. I'm sweaty. It's in the 90s outside, just like it was in Florida. Uh, But inside is another story. Right now, it's 106 inside this car. Detectives reportedly found her fingerprints all over the inside of the SUV as she struggled to escape. Clearly, she was panicked and trying to get out, a source told the Miami Herald. I spoke with retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey. For the safety of the officer, that's why you have the cage. Explain why there's a cage. This is the thing that keeps you safe. This is the thing that keeps the suspect in the back from doing you great bodily harm. And so you wouldn't want anything that's easily shattered or broken. Investigators are treating the death as a horrific accident.
What the police officer's wife was looking for when she crawled in the back of the police cruiser remains a mystery. More than three months after a Colorado mom went missing, her husband is speaking out, saying police overseeing the investigation are now trying to blame him in the case. Megan Alexander has the latest. This mom of two has been missing since Mother's Day. Now, her husband is revealing he appears to be the target of the investigation. Three months ago, Barry Morphew offered a $100,000 reward for the return of his wife, Suzanne. I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Who vanished on a bike ride near her home in Maysville, Colorado. But today, Morphew is confirming he has cut off all communication with local police. The sheriff's department screwed this whole thing up from the beginning, he was quoted as saying. Now they are trying to cover it up and blame it on me. Suzanne's brother is pleading for Morphew to cooperate. He should uh, step up to the plate here and cooperate. Suzanne is a mother of two. Her husband owns a landscaping company. He says he was attending a volunteer firefighters convention 150 miles away in Denver when his wife vanished. His full priority should be to find his wife. And I don't feel like he's fully cooperating at this point. Police are now asking the public for help in finding Suzanne. Her brother wants more from Suzanne's husband. If your brother-in-law is watching right now, what would you say to him? I feel like he's not been fully cooperative, and I think that he should reopen that avenue and talk to them and give them answers and answer every question possible. Take any tests, lie detector, voice analysis, whatever they ask of you. Find your wife. That's the goal. Friends say before Suzanne went missing, everything in her life seemed to be terrific. Heidi Klum was taken aback by a stand-up comedian who called her a tramp during America's Got Talent. And she made her feelings clear when it came time for her review. Heidi, if I called you a tramp, you'd be like, how dare you, right? He said, what? This contestant on America's Got Talent just called Heidi Klum a tramp on national TV. But if I was like, tramp, 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 you'd be like, well, I do get loose on occasion. Look at Heidi's face. Thank you guys so much. Awkward. I don't know. Being called a tramp probably was my least uncomfortable part of the whole thing. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is doing what many would love to do. Go back to the movies. Here we are. Back to the movies. The Mission Impossible star posted this video heading into a theater in London wearing, what else, a mask. I loved it. I'm heading into the movie. Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall also went back to the movies. I had a whole row completely to myself. The theater was only 50% full, with plexiglass separating theater goers from the concession stand and ticket takers. Going to the theaters is a great American pastime. It's something as much as people love streaming on their couch, I think what this last five months has shown people is that they really love to go out, go out with their families, their friends, and watch movies on the big screen. Even Tom Cruise. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, people leaving cities like never before. We're averaging somewhere around 100 moves a day. Moving men, busier than ever during the pandemic. 24-7, seven days a week. Then, the popular real estate show, The Glitz. The beautiful agents, but are they really licensed brokers? Incredible houses don't sell themselves. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
We've told you all about people fleeing life in the big city thanks to fears of COVID-19, which means movers are working overtime to keep up with the exodus. It seems that everywhere you look, you see a moving truck. These days around the streets of New York City, it's a constant, and some would say troubling sight, signaling the exodus out of the city. This has been my busiest summer ever by far. And that means big business for companies like Elite Moving and Storage. 24-7, seven days a week, actually. I haven't had a day off in about three weeks. Another moving company, Flatrate Moving, has seen a 46% boost in business. We're averaging somewhere around 100 moves a day. This longtime Manhattan resident is heading out to the suburbs with his wife and newborn. Just the thought of coming back to the city and being exposed to more, you know, potentially the virus, you know, whether it's the elevators or, you know, grabbing food downstairs or running errands, um, you know, it was an easy decision for us to, to leave. Those abandoning the city for greener pastures are triggering fierce reaction from lifelong New Yorkers like comedian Jerry Seinfeld, who thinks they're abandoning ship in a time of crisis. In an op-ed for the New York Times, he even called this guy a putz for predicting the city will never bounce back. For him to just trash me just seemed like not a good use of his time. James Altucher is a wealthy comedy club owner. My first reaction was, man, I can't believe how much he insulted me instead of actually addressing the very serious issues that the city faces that I was pointing out. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio morning, is siding with Seinfeld. This is what a true New Yorker does, stands and fights and works to make this place better no matter what's thrown at us. In the meantime, these movers are just fine with people packing up and moving out. According to a new research poll, one-fifth of American adults either move themselves because of COVID-19 or know someone who did. We'll be back with more after this. It's the hot Netflix show where the realtors are so sexy, many viewers, including Chrissy Teigen, wonder if they're for real. Well, we've got some answers. They're hot. It's time for my morning tea. They're fierce. Incredible houses don't sell themselves. And they're selling luxury mansions on the hit Netflix reality show, Selling Sunset. But are they actually realtors? Wow. Or do they just play them on TV? Chrissy Teigen, who was in the process of selling her $23.9 million L.A. mansion, started the speculation on Twitter. I will say I look at L.A. real estate a lot and have never seen any of these people. LOL. Either have our agents, who I have obsessively asked. So we checked them out and got our answer. We are all licensed agents. We've been licensed, I think, over 50 years of combined experience. It turns out these sexy agents are real realtors. And Jason Oppenheim, who owns the agency, showed Inside Edition the proof. Here's the evidence. Licenses issued by the state of California. Davina Potratz has had her real estate license for 14 years. Mary Fitzgerald has been showing properties for 12 years. So a message to all the doubters, including Chrissy Teigen, who of all people should know, you can be beautiful and successful. When we come back, honoring our four-legged friends on National Dog Day. Finally today, it is National Dog Day, something my pooch Piper thinks is very special, which means she gets a lot of treats and we're not the only ones celebrating.
Dog owners across the USA are celebrating their furry friends today. Social media is flooded with photos and videos of canine companions showing off their tricks. <laughs> this golden retriever named Ellie is trained to pick up the Chick-fil-A order. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to come home to this? It's Riley, the leaping golden retriever. So be sure to give your best buddy a treat on this National Dog Day. So we hope you give your dog an extra special hug on this very special day. And we end now on a serious note. We urge everyone who is in the path of Hurricane Laura to take steps right now to stay safe because that storm is expected to hit the Gulf Coast later tonight. All of you are in our thoughts. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.